Welcome to the Two Cent Dad podcast, where we interview dads to discuss their journeys of intentional fatherhood while doing work they care about and living a life of purpose. I'm your host, Mike Sudik. The piece that I feel like a lot of men are still neglecting is their self. I, I, I think a lot of men aren't taking care of themselves the way that they should be. And the other areas of their life are suffering because of it. Today I talk meaningfulness on the podcast with Ben Tolson. Ben is a father of six young boys. He's also a designer by trade, uh, but he talks about his journey from full-time employment to freelance design work to now running his own design consultancy and also podcast with his wife about parenting and the intersection of parenting principles and business management principles. Super interesting guy um, and really just down-to-earth advice on how to spend quality time with your family and your friends. Let's jump in. Well, hey, Ben, I appreciate you being on the on the podcast. You know, I know that you are a podcast veteran a little bit compared to me, but, you know, you're on the Sean West podcast. You have your own podcast with In the Boat with Ben, which talks about how do you balance um, freelancing, starting a business, entrepreneurship with intentional parenting. Uh, I think yeah. you do that with your, your wife as well. Yes. Um, so I just, I, you know, I, I really appreciate you being on and, and I was curious if you could kind of give me your backstory. I know you started kind of in freelancing and has have moved into some of these other ventures and maybe start at the beginning. <laughs> sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'll, um, I'll try to keep the history brief, but I actually have my background in ministry. I was working for churches for a while uh, leading worship, and I was also working with youth. And one of the things I found myself doing a lot was kind of designing stuff for the kids. I started out knowing just a little bit about Photoshop, and and so from time to time I would design a T-shirt or a flyer or something like that. And as I continued getting into that kind of thing, you know, it, it, once people found out that I did that kind of work they would ask me to do other stuff. And eventually I was asked to design a website for a church. And that really, that really got me going on my design journey. Um, I started, uh, I, was, I was working full time uh, at a bank and, and just doing ministry on the side. And I, and I wasn't very satisfied with the full time work that I was doing, but I also knew I didn't, I didn't want to try to place the burden of meeting my family's financial needs on the ministry work that I was doing. And so, so I, I started to explore, you know, what would it look like for me to actually just do the design stuff? And, um, and, I, and, and so I continued to learn and, and just kind of self, I'm, I'm self-taught with the design stuff and, uh, and just got more and more into that and eventually just uh, was able to quit my full-time job and start focusing on that exclusively. And, uh, and so in design, I've kind of gone through several different disciplines. Uh, I worked for a long time, just specifically in graphic design, uh, designing flyers and that kind of thing. And then I, and, and I shifted my focus to doing web design. And then I shifted again to doing uh, more logo design and uh, and so I've I've kind of jumped around from discipline to discipline, and that kind of suits my personality. I'm 
I, I, I'm a very artistic person. And so uh, I like having several different outlets for, uh, for my artistic pursuits. At any given time, I'm generally working on several different types of projects. So right now I've got a logo design project and I've got a web design project in the works. I've got some video clients that I'm working with. And, um, and then I've also got my own personal projects, which are more uh, illustration and stuff like that. So it's, um, it's not as focused as I'd like to be hmm. uh, all around, but it's, it, it suits me really well. It's a lot of fun. Um, I am focusing, so, so fast forwarding to today, um, I'm establishing a video marketing company and it's, it's local, it's San Antonio Video Marketing. And what I'm going to be focusing on specifically is helping businesses um, use video as a medium for content marketing. Um, I really believe strongly in the power of content marketing and I also love how engaging video is. And I feel like when you combine those two, um, it really just becomes an effective way to share your message with your audience and establish trust with people. So, so that's, that's the, uh, the specific focus that I have right now. But like I said, I'm still doing a bunch of other stuff as well. Yeah. Still got a lot of irons in the fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you, so you were, you know, you started ministry, then you went to, uh, while you were, you were at a bank full time to, to kind of make ends meet. You said you then made a pivot to doing more design as a career change. Yeah. Did you have kids at that point? You said, you know, providing for your family or was that before kids? That was, that was right before kids. So it was, it was around the time that we found out we were expecting our first, um, and, and really still even after. Uh, after we had our first, I think while we were expecting our second, I was still working for the bank, but I was slowly scaling back. Yeah. And around the time we had our second was when I finally uh, quit the the bank job and started working full time in in design. So tell me about that shift. Like as you're thinking about going, you know, away from a quote steady job, which is a heavy quote, um, into yeah. doing kind of design or working for yourself. How, yeah, how, how did that happen? (laughs) That's got to be a lot of conversations with your wife and, and talking about that, that migration over, you know? Yeah. So, so part of it, uh, part of it actually had to do with something I didn't mention as a part of my history. Uh, we, my wife and I are both musicians and, uh, are in a band. The band isn't active today and not, not in the way that it was before we had kids, but, um, but we were, doing a lot of touring and and playing out, um, you know, doing two or three shows a week. And it was getting to a point where we, we had to make a decision. Okay. Do we, do we scale back on this because, you know, of the demands of having a family and the full-time job, or do we try to dive into it? And, and, uh, in retrospect, it was something that we weren't ready for. And it's also something where, you know, it's, you look back at those moments and you, you think to yourself, I wish I knew then what I know now about mm-hmm. how to market and how to, uh, how to present your brand and, and stuff like that. There are a lot of things I would have done differently with the band. So you would have um, been like a rock star and, and crazy famous if you would have known those marketing things that you're trying to tell me. <laughs> actually, that's what I thought I wanted. <laughs> Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but what, 
I was so I was so blinded by my idealism that I I wasn't focusing on the reality, and I also I wasn't focusing small. You know, I this is this is what I you know, the advice that I would give for anybody who is trying to build an audience, whatever you're doing. Um, if you if you can't take the time to focus on the handful of people that you have following you in the beginning and really just pouring everything out uh, on them, on the on that small group, you have no business thinking about the large audience because you're never going to get it. the The path to the large audience, the path to playing, you know, sold out stadiums, is serving the two or three people who will show up and watch you play in a bar, you know, mm-hmm. on, on a Tuesday night. Those, those are the people that you need to serve and pour into. So anyways, all, all of that to say, I didn't know, I didn't know any of that back then. Um, but it became a catalyst uh, that really, so, so I thought if we're going to do this, the band can't support us and I'm doing this design thing. I know I can make money doing that. And so I'm going to, quit my job at the bank and I'm going to focus on the design stuff. And at that point I had already made some money doing that on the side. So it was something where the income that we had from the band and what I had from uh, working part-time in design and what Rachel was making from her job was enough to cover all of our bills at that time. So would you say it was a logical move, but you know, not completely logical. I mean, it was a rational move, I should say, as opposed to following. So you had something that you were doing with music that was like, like you said, idealistic, but was very close to your heart, I would imagine, and something you wanted to do and you loved and enjoyed. I, you know, the design was, seemed like, is that somewhere in the middle then? I mean, you, you designed, you, you liked it, but you also saw that it was profitable and you could do something with it. Yeah. Design, I've always, I've never had the same kind of passion for design that I have for music. Um, but as an artistic outlet, it's something that I really enjoy. And um, it's a lot easier to make money doing the design work than it is to work as a musician because you're solving people's problems. You know, that's the, the essence of design. And, and so when it's, when it's less artistic in nature, you know, when it's not as much of a nice to have, it's a lot easier to monetize. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, it's something that I really enjoy. It's something that I'm good at. So it's, it's a really good fit in that sense. And what, where I am today is for the things that I'm really passionate about, like ministry and music, um, I like that design gets to kind of be this anchor and this enabler mm-hmm. for those passions without having to place the burden of, um, of meeting our financial needs on my passions because then it would, you know, I would, I would burn out easily. And I'm not, that's not what I experience with design. Um, when we have those tight months, uh, I, or, or when, you know, we're just going month after month and, and barely making our budget with the design stuff, I always still feel like I have energy for it. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always thinking of creative ways that I can, you know, shift things around or implement things to, to make it work for us. So. Yeah. So then, so now how many kids do you have? Now we have six. Six. Okay. Yeah. Great. So how, what are the ages? Uh, we've got, our oldest is nine and then we've got a six-year-old, five-year-old, our twins just turned four 
And then we've got a one-year-old. Wow. And they're all boys. Wow. So you, you got nothing but time on your hands, time and energy on your hands, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, all, all the free time in the world. So how do you, I mean, realistically though, how, when you talk about energy that you have when you have a tight month or, you know, you, you are feeling burnt out, like, how, how do you find that? And how would you, how do you, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to, it, it they don't believe in this thing called balance. You're, you're going to be either devoting a significant amount of time to one thing or the other, either your family or, you know, working on a big project or, or your business. And that's okay. You shouldn't stream. You shouldn't try to just be balanced in everything all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know what if, you know, you're in the thick of it right now. So you're in the trenches, so to speak. Balance is kind of a funny word. And, um, I use it a lot in, in the things that I talk about, but I don't feel like it's an, it's a very accurate descriptor for what you're trying to do. Um, you know, there there are certainly things that you could say no to and yes to in any given uh, area of your life that affect the the other areas. So the the way that I like to talk about it is you've got um, three major areas of life. You've got your work, uh, your personal relationships, and then yourself. And uh, and work can encompass anything from you know, work that you're doing to make money, you know, working in your business or working at a day job to things that you have to do at home, like mowing the lawn or cooking meals, taking care of kids, going through the bedtime routine, you know, so, so those things are work. Now, those things also serve, uh, some of those things serve the other two. So, so when you're, cooking a meal for your family or you're raising your children, that is work, but that also is serving the personal relationships that you have. Um, when, you, when you're doing work that is fulfilling, when you're, you know, you're building your business, you're learning things about how to be more focused and how to be more productive, those are things that are also serving yourself. Um, when, you're, when you're putting time into your personal relationships and uh, and everything is good on that front, uh, then you're able to work more efficiently because you don't have that drag on your mind of, oh, you know, how I, I feel like I'm neglecting my family. Um, so, so I feel like there's more of, it, it's not as much of a balance like, oh, this thing is going to fall off if I don't take care of it. But it's, it's more like everything's kind of integrated, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they serve one another. Um, if you can, if you can find a way to have them connected in that way, um, the part that, so, so I think because of, because of the awareness of this, um, there are a a lot of men who are really finding a a healthy balance. I'm going to use that word, but, (laughs) but they're finding a healthy balance between their work and their family. Um, the piece that I feel like a lot of men are still neglecting is their self. I, I, I think a lot of men aren't taking care of themselves the way that they should be. And the other areas of their life are suffering because of it. You know, yeah. when, when any one of those areas isn't healthy, it affects the health of the others. Mm-hmm. No, so, I, I couldn't uh, agree more with that. I think that's yeah. so true. So as, as far as, 
what I've really been trying to focus on this year, especially, is um, just taking more time for myself, going and working out, um, setting aside time to rest and just do things that I enjoy, that I find fulfilling, eating the right kinds of foods. I mean, this is, I don't know, I'm, I'm not too embarrassed to say this. It might be weird for some people, but, you know, I like, I would, I would go two or three days without taking a shower because I'm running around trying to take care of six other people, you know, and get them. Anyone that's a dad can understand that though. (laughs) Yeah. And, and so it was like, where, so I need, I need to, I need to carve out this, I need to, to make this time for myself because if I don't, um, I'm going to get stressed out. My productivity in, in my work is going to suffer. I'm going to, um, I'm going to be short tempered with my children and the, the limited time that we do have, the quality of that is going to suffer and those relationships are going to be tense. And, and so I was just, I was realizing the importance of that. And, um, as I've been focusing more on taking care of myself, more on doing those things that keep me healthy and, um, and rested, uh, I really see new life coming into those other areas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that would be my biggest encouragement for any dad who's listening is, you know, take care of yourself. Why do you think that's neglected? Why do you think dads don't do that? I mean, they're too busy with other things or is it just a... There, there could be a number of things. So it sometimes just becomes a habitual thing. You know, it's, um, the, the root may be somewhere in pride. Uh, you know, just, just the feeling of, oh, I'm, you know, I'm sacrificing this for you. And, and there's some, there's some pride in that, you know, like Mm -hmm. you, you look around and you see, okay, the, the work is done. The bills are paid. I've been spending time with my family and, and then we kind of, it becomes this badge that we wear of like, we, we haven't taken care of ourselves so that these other things can be okay. Mm -hmm. And, and there's some pride in that. Um, but I think, I think there's also just, you know, it's, it doesn't come from a bad place. It's, it's really a desire to see the other areas of our life flourish. And at some point we came to believe that in order for that to be possible, we had to sacrifice. Yeah. We, we had to, we had to deny our own needs and desires. I think that's and, a good point about the pride though. I mean, I think that I read yeah. an article a while ago um, that was talking about like being tired is not a badge of honor, you know, go, just go to sleep. <laughs> and right. it's like, you do have a sense of, uh, you can almost brag about being, Oh, I'm so exhausted and I can't even, you know, handle anything else. And I'm doing all these great things. And really that degradates everything, every area, all those three areas you're talking about. Yeah. And, and that definitely becomes a layer of it, that pride. And, and then eventually it, it just becomes habit. You know, we get so, um, caught in the routine of things and, and we just, we get used to it. You know, we're, we're pretty resilient. We're good at tolerating things. Um, and, and it's, it's like most things you can, you can do something the wrong way and still get results. You know, you can, you can run your business, uh, in a way that's not very healthy and, and, and you can still make enough money to survive and, you know, grow your business. 
but you're missing out on life when you don't, uh, when you don't do it the right way. And that's, yeah. and that's what I feel like a lot of men are experiencing is, is things are working, you know, it's working, but they're just missing out on life, uh, when they're not taking care of themselves. So I would kind of counter that though, by wouldn't, wouldn't the response to that be where you would miss out on the thing. So if I have to take time for myself, I'm going to miss out on being there for the bed rep time routine, or I'm going to miss out on being there for things I have to do in my business to either grow it or, or other responsibilities. Um, basically wanting to have it all maybe I guess and so saying hey I, I'm at this position and yeah I'm exhausted but that's the only way I can get this you know this all of these you know, plates spinning so to speak you know yeah so so I, th I think that it it can be it can look like you, maybe you need to scale back on certain things uh, but it, it can also look like maybe there is a season where you know, you're you're really pressing uh, to make these other things happen, and you don't take as good a care of yourself as you should. Um, but that can't just be indefinite. You know, if you if you recognize that that's the place where you're in, and you feel like it's necessary in order to accomplish the goals that you have for your business or for your family, um, the the best thing you can do for yourself in that situation is to say, okay, I need to. I need to establish some end date. I need to say, this is how long the season is going to last and then I'm going to make a switch. Because mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't at least do that, you're, you know, you're never going to get there. You're going to get trapped in those routines. Um, what, I, what I like better is, I think there's some scarcity mindset in the idea that, oh, if I don't pour everything that I have into my business right now, it's not going to happen. Uh, because what what is what I've found is true most of the time is the way that you start something is the way that you're going to continue doing it, and and then you create a situation for yourself where what you've established is not sustainable. You know, mm -hmm. you can't, you don't, you don't put everything that you have into it, and then say, well, one day when the business is making enough money, I can scale back. You know, you you have to find ways that you can delegate. In the beginning, and uh, and and then that scales with your business, and so as your business grows, you've already established that precedent, right? And so I I, I think the same thing is true with with health. Now with with the family time, this is kind of an interesting thought that I've been wrestling with, and that's that the quality of the time that you have with your family is far more important than the amount of time you're spending. And you obviously have to have some time that you're spending. Um, and, and the truth is, you know, the, the more kids you have, the more important relationships you have in your life, the more time that's going to require of you. But time, you know, sitting down together in front of a movie, that, that time, the quality of that time is different from time that you spend you know, sitting down and listening to them talk to you about something they're really interested in. Like mm -hmm. my nine-year-old is super interested in Minecraft right now. Yeah. And, and so if I sit down just for five minutes and let him talk to me about that and show me some of the, I mean, he's, 
he draws out plans for the things that he's going to build in Minecraft and stuff like that. It's really neat. But yeah. if I sit down for five minutes and let him talk to me about that, um, that's that's worth sitting down for two hours in front of a movie or doing some other kind of passive spending time together. Um, even doing work together as a family. And so if I if I get the boys involved with helping me with the yard work in some way, the the kind of experience of working together becomes this connection that you can't get in other ways. And the quality of that is really high. And so I would I would also encourage, you know, seek seek out higher quality. Um, the the higher the quality, the less burden you place on trying to spend all of that time. And and ultimately, and this is I'm sorry, I I feel like I'm just rambling. No, a bit. this is good. This is good. Okay. I appreciate it. So uh there's the Sean West conference that's coming up uh in October of this year. I'm gonna be speaking and uh, and I'm going to be talking about a thing called, or, or that I call meaningfulness. And so in those three areas, um, meaningfulness, uh, seeking greater meaningfulness in the family or in your personal relationships um, really is about trying to increase the quality of that time, trying to find activities or, or things that you do together that, that adds more value and the same, you know, the same thing goes with your, uh, with yourself. How how meaningful is the time that you're spending working out? How meaningful is is the food that you're putting into your body? You know, how much value is that giving you? And then, in your work, what it looks like is increasing the value of your time. And so, my time right now is worth more spent on my business than it is on doing the work of mowing the lawn and that kind yeah. of thing. And so as soon as I can pull the trigger on hiring somebody to do that for me, I need to because that's going to free me up to spend more time on my business. And, and the more my time is worth in the work area, the more time is freed up in other areas. Yeah. So, so it's really um, any, any time that I'm spending on any one of those three areas of my life, I'm always asking myself, you know, how can I increase the meaningfulness of this time? Yeah. And so that's it's just gotten me to think about it in a, in a different way, and um, and helps me keep my eyes open for opportunities to increase the the value of that time. Yeah, and I think I think that's a really good point because I think there's there's so much more now um, opportunity to increase meaningless time, whether that's ways to wait, what things that are vying for your attention, you know, um, different uh, just content streams. Or just interactions with people that are that are less meaningful. I mean, right. now you can you could you know I mean, simple stuff is like texting different people, just just useless stuff, you know. And you, yeah. you can carry on all these relationships that are essentially meaningless. I mean, you probably wouldn't want to say that, but you have you think that they're more valuable than they really are. And, yeah, I mean, and and hopefully, what what thinking about this. Uh, things this way does is um, put into contrast the things that are truly that truly don't add value um, against the things that do, uh, and and that's been it's been tough for me because over the years you know I developed these habits where I have you know I have a lot of meaningless activity yeah. uh, 
that I'll, that I'll go to when I'm feeling tired or when I'm just, you know, not wanting to, to try as hard. And so weeding those things out of my life, uh, over time, it, you know, it's, it's not easy at all. You don't just flip a switch and say, okay, I'm not doing anything meaningless anymore. Um, but, but it's just so good to be aware of that. And then you can start to come to the question of, okay, this is, this is meaningful, you know, like this, this friendship is meaningful, but this other relationship is more meaningful and it's more important. And Mm -hmm. I would rather shift my attention to that. So, you know, it, it, being, being aware of those distinctions is also really health healthy. Yeah. I think to your point of the three areas, you know, thinking about the areas of your life, your work, your personal and your, your family and, and saying, okay, or your relationships, okay, where, where's that meaningless activity, um, subtracting away from time that could be in those three areas, you know, I mean, and how does it, cause I think that's an important one for me. It's like, I, I feel like sometimes, you know, you get, you're at the end of the day or you're kind of burned out and you're kind of tired and you don't want to engage with the kids. And it's like, Oh, you just want to pick up your phone or something or do something, you know, watch TV or something. And there's a temporary fix that that kind of gets you, but it doesn't really recharge you. And yet, like you said, it's a habitual thing that you go to. And so it's a, a breaking of the habit, you know, of, of, okay, this is what I'm going to do when I need meaningless space. When really it's a, it's maybe it's a go into the gym thing. It's a something to invest in some area that's actually going to give you some value, maybe in multiple areas of those three circles you're talking about, you know? Yeah. And you know, you, you get to that moment and if you're, if you're so burned out that the time that you would spend with your family isn't really going to add value anyway. Um, this is, this is another practice that I've, I've been doing recently. That's been really great. And so when I, when I remember to do this, when I encounter those moments, I feel burned out or I know there's something that I should do, but I don't feel like doing it. Um, I always, I always try to dig into that and say, okay, why do I feel this way? You know, what, what happened today that might've caused me to feel stressed out or, or burned out? Or is there something that I'm worried about? You know, is there something I'm thinking about in my subconscious? I try to dig those things out because when I can, uh, and, and, and that really comes down to self-awareness. You know, it's like what it, I'm trying to meet some need with this, you know, lesser thing, what is, what is this need? Yeah. What, what do I need right now? What am I feeling? What am I experiencing? And then from there I can say, okay, so, so this is what I need. This is, this is the way that I need to be fulfilled. What's a better way that I can do that? Mm-hmm. That's, that's actually going to add value and, and that I, that I will actually go and do. So maybe, maybe in that moment, it's not, well, I'm not going to hop in the car and go to the gym. That would be a better thing to do. But maybe the thing that I will do right now that's better than sitting down and playing video games is writing in my journal or reading some, you know, fiction book mm-hmm. that, that I'm into. You know, so, so just looking for those better rewards from yeah. time to time is really good. Um, if you can be self-aware enough to understand what's really causing you to feel that way. Yeah. No, I think that's a good, 
that's a seems like a very universal practice that most people resonate with, regardless of where they're at, you know, and how old their kids are, what they're doing. You know, I think that's a a common bad habit that a lot of people probably have, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, one of the things that I, that I ask a lot of my guests are just, you know, if you, one of your friends is coming to you and, and they're expecting their first, um, child, what, what is the one piece of advice that you would give to that guy? And, and he's saying, Hey Ben, I know you have six boys. Like how the heck do you do it? Um, what do I need to know, Ben? This is a, this is such a funny question because I was the guy who, I mean, in in some areas I've uh, I've been really good about seeking the advice of people who have walked the road before me, but but I, I think when it came to parenting, I would hear some of the same things over and over again, and it almost became like white noise. You know, that people people say it goes by so fast. Um, especially when the child got there and I was right in the midst of that experience, it didn't feel that way. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is, this is so, some of this stuff is so tedious. And so I think, I think I might want to, to say, um, you know, you're going to experience what you're going to experience. People are going to share advice and, uh, and ultimately, you know, you just got to go with your instincts, trust yourself and, um, and question, you know, when you, so this is, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking out loud here. This is, this was a huge thing for me, uh, where, where I didn't make decisions about how I was going to handle certain things, whether it was my own emotions in a situation or, um, the, the, something something that one of my kids did and I was responding to that where I didn't make my own decision about how I was going to handle that or uh, in the places where I was burnt out, I would almost always default to something I experienced growing up from my parental figures. I had, mm-hmm. I had a stepdad and my mom who I lived with for a while and then I lived with my dad and my stepmom for a while and and it's, you know, they, they told me this too. They said, you'll, you'll hear your parents, you know, in, in the way that you talk to your kids sometimes. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm no never going to be that way. <laughs> so I, I end up most of the time just becoming this hybrid of my, what, what I see are, you know, from what I've learned and the new research that is available to us now as parents, um, the things that I'm working toward doing as a parent and the things that I default to that are just a part of who I am. And, and I fought that for so long and, and was really frustrated with myself. Like, why am I, why do I revert back to these things? But, um, but the, the more I'm able to accept myself and say, you know what, th- this is a part of who I am. This is a part of my experience. And, and now, you know, like I'm going to do my best with these kids but it's, and you know, I'm going to teach them everything I can, but there, I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm going to uh, get them through childhood without some of their own things that they need to work through some of their mm-hmm. own issues. Yeah. And so I can't, 
I can't just put that on myself. And and the sooner I do that, um, it, it just it takes so much pressure off. And then I get to really enjoy the relationship and the and the time, you know, short as it is. Mm-hmm. So so that's what that's what I would say is don't don't put so much pressure on yourself. Accept the fact that you're going to do things that you uh, that you know you're going to feel frustrated with yourself, and that's all a part of it. Yeah. I think it's wise. Either you're too much pressure or you're too lax, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, well, hey, thank you so much for your time, Ben. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you very much for having me. And thank you so much just for sharing honestly and, and openly and, and sharing kind of what you've gone through. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find out more about us and sign up to receive updates at twocentdad.com. If you liked what you heard or just want to say hi, you can shoot me an email at mike at twocentdad.com. Please leave a review on iTunes if you like the show. It helps us to get the word out to the most people possible. The show is made possible through the support of EC Group International, building software teams since 1999.